0: Hey, Guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. The Astros win three to two. They go up three to two in the series. Tom, you called it, buddy. You said they're going to win two out of three. Go home with Framberg, close it in six. Looks like you're a genius.
1: I wouldn't say all that. I mean, <laughs> you just can't you can't not look at the pitching matchups and go, these favor the Astros. You can't look at at the way the bullpen lines up and say, this favors the Astros. Everything lined up to favor the Astros, and it was it was a grind. That 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 was postseason baseball at its finest. That is the that is what you live for. I know some people don't like the stress. I know some people, you know, they want the blowouts. They want to just ride off into the sunset. But these wars is where you you know you earn your stripes as a fan.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. There were so many, so many things.
1: Ups and downs. Ups and downs.
0: So J V finally gets his World Series win. That's awesome. I think they said what well, was it was his ninth try. Uh, correct. That's good. He he struggled at the beginning, and then he just got his composure. But his pitch count was, I mean, it was like what the second or third inning they were already warming up uh, Stanek. But you know does he's like hey okay another good inning another decent inning another one, so what we're gonna do is go over the scoring. And then uh, just some other stuff, kind of like highlight. Like we did that one episode where we highlighted where we could have scored or where they could have scored, where we had good defense. But anyway, we started off great. Altu, had that triple. And then Pena, who's like the king of the World Series right now, the guy's like a stud. The guy's <laughs> The guy's going to be famous. He's good looking. He's a star. <laughs> He's a rookie. First shortstop rookie to win a gold glove. First shortstop rookie to hit a home run in the World Series. He's got the Jordan shrug, the heart hands. I mean, the guy's got it all. RBI single, we're up one to zero. And then Schwarber in the bottom half, leadoff home run. you know, all the attention that uh, Harper's getting. And it was funny how they talked about it. He ended up being the last batter of the night, but. All the talk that Harper is getting, I I feel a little more worried when Schwarber's up there.
1: Absolutely, uh, Schwarber's definitely a dangerous bat. He had forty six home runs in the regular season. Like that can't be understated enough. This this guy bopped all season long, especially at home. Uh, getting back to the start of the game, I think I think if 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 you wanted to nitpick, I think that was a, probably an error. It ended up not mattering. But it could have built a bigger first inning. When Pena got his single, it was because the, the Phillies brought their infield in. So probably a routine ground ball, but it would have scored the run anyway. Just, just one of those things, you know, maybe. Um, the Schwarber homer, that was something like, so Christian Javier had dominated these guys with fastballs up, laid the blueprint, right? So then what happens the first batter of the game takes a fastball that's six inches above the plate and hits it out. Like they adjusted to that adjustment, right? Obviously they saw that, okay, Justin Verlander was going to take what Javier did to them and try to recreate it. So that's where the struggle was really in my mind. The first couple innings, you know, he was throwing fastballs up. He was using the same blueprint that Javier used, but the Phillies had decided, nope, we're not we're not doing that. We're not we're not chasing that. So they sat, 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 and that's why the the one inning he loaded the bases, couple walks, so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, the bottom of the second, JV got the first two guys out. You know, he looked good after giving up the home run to Schwerber. He gave up a single, walked a couple guys, and you're like, here we go. But he ended up with a strikeout. Bottom of the third, he had a strikeout, a walk, and a line out, and a single. He had two guys on again, got, got out of it. Bottom of the fourth, a one, two, three inning. That's when I'm like, all right, JV's filling this. And then bottom of the fifth, couple of strikeouts. Harper got a double and then a fly out, and his night was over. Overall, he pitched under a lot of stress the first three innings, but he held it together. He, he got the outs. He got the strikeouts when he needed it, the flyouts when he needed it. Uh, Pena gave us the lead in the top of the fourth with a solo home run, his fourth home run of the playoffs. We're up two to one. Uh, Al Altuve scored on Alvarez ground out in the eighth. We got our insurance run three to one. And then Segura had an RBI single three to two in the bottom of the eighth. But if you look at the bottom of the sixth, Naris came in. Gave up a single, a flyout, and a strikeout, and they take them out. What did you think about that decision?
1: I questioned it a little bit because I felt like Naris had probably, uh, probably could have faced the, the, the batter that Abreu did. And then you could have saved Abreu for a clean inning. There were two outs in the inning. So I get where Dusty didn't want to take any chances. Abreu was a big swing and miss guy to get the strikeout. Totally fine with that. I was just worried about Abreu going forward. Like he was not going to be able to go for four outs. And then it kind of like, it kind of snowballed. Right. So then uh, Abreu does his three outs and then Montero comes in and he starts an inning like in the middle, not a clean inning. So I felt like if there was a little, I mean, obviously that's me nitpicking. Right. But these guys operate so much better with a, with a clean inning as opposed to coming in in the middle of stuff.
0: Yeah. So Abreu came in and hit the first guy. I don't, I don't really see why Neris was out. Maybe it was a, I think it was a lefty. Maybe that's why they did it. Hit the first guy and then got a ground out. So there was a little trouble there, but he came in the seventh inning for a second outing one, two, three. And let's, let's talk about this. Cause I saw it on Twitter and I saw you comment on, the, on the guy's, you can tell JV went five innings and you bring in the top guns in the sixth inning and you kind of got to stretch Bresley out you stress a stretch a brayou out why because he has no faith in Stanek to get the job done a guy with a 1.15 ERA, can't you can't you don't even have the you can't even throw him out there in the fifth inning
1: and see this is the thing. And this is not a knock on Stanek. I just, I just need people to to understand. Well, I don't need people to understand. You can feel however you want. But <laughs> when you when you watch Dusty do what he does, you kind of just have to go. Okay, this is the manager. This is who he is, and this is the type of guy that he sees him as. And you just do not see Stanek in high leverage situations it started probably middle of September and I don't know if he lost faith somewhere if he if he let a game go that they should have won or what but from then on you saw Stanek in mop up or you know in in maybe okay maybe the game was tied but you know kind of like all right we don't want to use our premium guys or they were already spent if there was an opportunity to bring naris, Abreu, Montero, or Presley, and you got them instead of Stanek every time.
0: Isn't it crazy what a stud Abreu is?
1: It's crazy how he got there because the beginning of the season he was not, and I was not a fan, and I've apologized many times. I'm still <laughs> apologizing. I'm still not. I'm still not right with uh, Abreu because I was totally out. I saw him pitch in person, and it was a it was such a bad experience. He just could not locate stuff, and he walked a ton of guys. Now it's like unhittable
0: yeah he's good so Mon- Montero came in in the eighth walked a couple guys gave gave up that the second run there and then they you know then you got to count on Presley to get five outs I mean these guys can hit I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm a little nervous I I wish it could have worked out a different way where we wouldn't have to rely on Presley to get five outs but it worked out for us he did a a, a great job And this is, go ahead. I was going to say helped mightily by Chaz McCormick. (laughs) Don't forget that.
1: Can't forget Chaz. Amazing play in center field. But I mean, this is something they've been preparing these guys for all season. They were the least utilized bullpen all season long. They were saving them up for this stuff. And I think now you're seeing the, the, the fruits of that labor, right? Now you're able to use... Montero, Abreu, and Presley back to back days. Now you're able to use Presley to go get a five out save because Montero saved some games in the middle of the season when Presley was injured a little bit. So these guys aren't taxed like a normal bullpen, like the Phillies bullpen. I, I'm, I, I gotta believe Alvarado spent. I don't know if they can run him back out. He's thrown twenty some odd pitches two times in a row. Like I don't know. Obviously, last game of the season, all hands on deck or whatever. But how effective is he going to be? Because you're having to use them so much, so a uh, uh, credit to Dusty for pushing all the right buttons, even though sometimes we don't think it. Uh, obviously, credit to Justin Verlander for battling. You know, it was it could have been so easy to just pull the plug on him early. Could have been so easy to like. Then where do you go? Do you go to Hunter? Do you go to Garcia? Do you go to your Kidi? You know what I mean? All these guys are now in play going forward. They're in such a good position now because. They stayed the course. And, I mean, you really you really feel for a guy like Justin who's done it all and did not have a World Series win. You got to give him a chance to get it. I know people are like, whatever, I just want to win the game. I don't care. But that's not who Dusty is.
0: Yeah. JV said that too. He goes, I just want to win. He goes, the team. I don't really care about me. I just want to win. And just, I mean, Dusty did give him every opportunity to get them five innings and get a win. But the only difference in this game and games in the past is he had someone warming up and ready to go in case something happened. And that, I, I I commend Dusty on his managing, especially in the postseason. 100%, this guy's pulling every string. But anyway, I talked about Chaz, but let's go back to the eighth inning when the I think, was it Schwarber? He hit that screamer to first. Mancini's at first because Yuli got hurt in a rundown, and we'll get to that in a minute. What a play by Mancini, who hasn't played the field. I'm sure he practices every day, you know, but hasn't been in the field in a Major League Baseball game in 29 days, and he makes that play.
1: I mean, you 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 really feel for a guy that just wanted so bad to do it at the plate, right? And you could just tell he was pressing so hard. And for him to make a play like this, I think, will just like let so much of that weight off of his shoulders because all he wanted to do was help. And this was his moment to help. And a hell of a play. I mean, he was perfectly positioned. And if not, that's a double down the line that probably gives the Phillies the lead.
0: So let's look at the Astros' chances. They didn't have a whole lot. I mean, they scored, what, in the first, the fourth, and the eighth. But you go to the sixth inning, they had two on and two out, and Tucker grounded out. That's not like a huge moment. But Tucker had a shot to bring in some runs. And in the top of the seventh was the, the worst one. Yuli led off with a double, and a wild pitch got him to third. We had a runner on third with no outs, and we didn't score. And then they come back in the bottom of the eighth and and score on us. But I guess we scored in the top of the eighth. But anyway, but Yuli got caught in a round rundown, and it was just a crazy inning. And we didn't we didn't score. That's just crazy when that happens. Why did I mean? What did Yuli see that made him want to run? It wasn't even close
1: it was the fact that Maldi was on deck and it was like, if he sits at third, he's still at third with Maldi on deck. So I think he tried to be, you know, this was going to be his best opportunity And, and nothing on nothing on Maldi. You know, it's just the odds weren't necessarily in his favor to drive in that run. I do think it could have been managed a little bit better, maybe a safety squeeze, but again, that goes back to that's not something that everybody does. So to ask, hensley to lay a butt down or ask Chaz to lay a butt down it's probably a really hard thing to do especially because they don't do it all the time so it's just a case of that was the bottom of the lineup and i mean they're holes in everybody's lineup you know the bottom of the ninth they had reese hoskins who's zero for four with three k's and uh who's the other hitter was it was it castellanos in front of harper
0: he's after him Real Mudo. Oh, okay.
1: okay, Real mudo. thank you. He was 0 for 4 with 3Ks, and it's like, those are your big boppers in the middle. So as much as we hate, you know, the bottom of the lineup not being able to get anything done, for the Phillies, it's the top of their lineup that didn't do anything, you know, other than Schwarber. Yeah. So that, that's got to be more disheartening that your big bats aren't getting it done. For us, you know, between Altuve and Pena, and we can't talk enough about Pena's home run because he was down 0-2 in the beginning of that bat and just worked the count worked account, count worked account. count full got something, got a mistake over the plate and hit it out so the minute he the minute he figures it all out the, the sky's the limit for that guy cuz he can do it all
0: oh yeah he's awesome so before we turn the page and i literally mean turn the page because i have to turn the page after this <laughs> let's took let's talk about yesterday's podcast i predicted they would wear orange i was correct i predicted mancini would be dh only because we agreed that Dusty isn't going to play Hensley, and he put Hensley in. If I didn't believe, but but I really thought, my my overall thought was that he's done with Diaz. Like, they got to switch that up. Maybe he's not done with him forever, but this game, they've got to try something different. But Mancini did get in, and we were wondering, we weren't really wondering, that you, you were, statistically proven that JV hasn't had two bad games in a row and he got in trouble here and there. But overall, if you look at his, if you look at his stats, I don't have them written down, but like what five innings and one run and four walks and something, five, five or six strikeouts.
1: Uh Yeah. Five inning, one run, four walks, six K's. So if I told you yesterday, he's going to pitch five innings and give you one earned run, You'd have took that to the bank and cashed it. Now, how he got there was not pretty. It was stressful. There was definitely a lot of uh, uh, high leverage innings that that Justin had to deal with. But that's the guy, though. He's the Cy Young. That's the guy you want on the mound. There's nobody better in that that stable of pitchers right now that you want bases loaded, two outs, than Justin
0: Verlander. He got in trouble. That's true. He's in the World Series against this – the other best team, the they may not even be the best team in baseball, but they're the hottest team. They're at home. They haven't lost at home yet, and we put two losses on them. And when he needed to get the outs, he got them. If it wasn't for that leadoff home run, he would, he would have pitched a shutout for five innings. Uh, Altuve went two for four and scored two runs. Pena, three for four, dude. Three for four with two RBIs. Five of the nine hits for the Astros was Altuve and Pena. And now Alvarez had an RBI. Presley pitched an inning in two-thirds, had two strikeouts, picked up save number five. The Astros one for 11. They got a lot of guys on base. One for 11 with runners in scoring position. And then Phillies one for seven. They left 11 on base. That was a big number for them. But let me ask you this. I don't know if you had time to watch the – I haven't seen anything on Twitter because I'm taking the notes, but – you got any updates on Yuli?
1: Nothing yet. I saw a picture of him towards the end of the game with his hand in his head or his head in his hands. Sorry. Uh, and I hope that it's nothing serious. I mean, obviously, they're going to have a day, travel home. You know, tomorrow's an off day. Saturday. I would assume there's not going to be much that's going to keep Yuli Guggerell out of the game.
0: Hopefully not. So, Saturday. Is Game Six? It was supposed to be Friday. Gramber Valdez. Let me see if I have this before I ask you this. I don't ask you yet. Let me ask you in a second. So I only have two fair fouls. I and got one be- for you. Okay, and and not because it's eleven forty three p.m. <laughs> and as everybody listening knows, I wake up at four thirty in the morning. But I don't care. We're doing it. And uh, but anyway, you want me to do my two or do you want to start with yours? Do
1: yours just in case mine is the same.
0: All right. All right. So this I, I think we can actually speak on this a little bit. So yesterday, the Astros have the complete game, no hitter. And then you have what is it? Dan Clark, the Australian hack blogger guy that hates the Astros. It was him. I think it was Ryan something. Spader,
1: I think his name is, something like that.
0: Yeah. And then some Yankee guys, of course. A combined no-hitter. So it's fair foul. A combined no-hitter in a World Series is not a big deal. Fair foul.
1: Oh, that's so foul. It's absolutely a big deal. I don't care how they did it. I don't care if they used 37 pitchers and two hitters. If you no-hit the other team, it's a big deal. Like, it's only happened one other time in the World Series.
0: Like, we know it's only one guy. That's their point now. It's not a no-hitter, and it's just one guy pitching the entire game. And the Astro fans are, are battling. You know, they're like, okay, how many hits did they get? I must have fell asleep when they got a hit. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, what's the big deal about, you know, throwing three or four guys out there to finish the game and get no hits? That's not a big deal. Yes, it is. where they threw four guys out there, none of them gave up a hit. It was an amazing outing.
1: And this is not your your great-granddad's baseball anymore, right? You rarely see a guy throw 120, 130 pitches that you would probably require, especially against a really good ball club, to no-hit them. You know, you got so many guys fouling off pitches and having graded bats. And look, the Phillies did a great job of fouling off a ton of pitches against Christian Javier. Uh, I mean but that's what you got to do to battle against a guy like that. So why would you discredit what he and the rest of those relievers did? Because they had to expend themselves so much in a world series environment. If you want to nitpick the, the the regular season ones, I think that's dumb too, but I guess I I could, I could see it a little bit because the regular season, I know the Yankee guy was probably a little salty because Christian Javier, no hit the Yankees too. So clearly that was on his mind, you know. Oh, no, it's not real, you know.
0: I think it's a huge deal. I don't, because they're like, it's not even a real thing. Well, look it up. It's in the record books. It's a real thing. It has a name and everything. Like, Google it. It's a real thing. But I was going to say something and I rambled on. But if you got something, go ahead.
1: And honestly, I think it's harder because the one guy can go in there and have an approach all game long, right? And if you can't hit him, you can't hit him. Another guy's got to come in who hasn't faced these guys the entire day. Got to come in, you know, cold and then try to navigate through and not give up a hit. You know, it's so hard not to give up a hit just because you make a mistake, whatever, that kind of deal. I feel like with one guy doing it, once the ball gets rolling, once the snowball starts building, oh, man, you're just feeling it. You know what they can and can't hit. You kind of have ways to attack them where – all these different guys are coming in trying to start over from scratch.
0: So I think this is what I was going to say. These guys that are on Twitter and they're bloggers and whatever they believe that they are experts. This is the trend that I see all the time. Somebody says something about the Astros. They get like 2000 likes. And then you, then what I do, this is what I do. Cause I'm petty. I go look at the rest of their tweets 60 likes, 10 likes, 15 likes, and they're just following the formula. If you're in desperate need of likes, comment something about the Astros, either cheating or they are no hitters, not a big deal, and you're going to get your likes. And then also one thing that I do, and you probably do the same thing, you'll read a, a ridiculous statement, ridiculous statement. And you're like, I wonder how many followers this guy has. You click on it, two. If you had something good to say, you would have more than two. But who knows? I don't care. Followers doesn't make you any more special than anybody else. I'm just saying it's usually the people with the bad opinions don't have any followers, you know, because they don't have good opinions.
1: Well, and, you know, in this day and age, you can have three, four or five different accounts and, you know, you can make all the terrible takes on on the 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 burner so to speak
0: i wish i had a burner (laughs) i never thought of it but i wish i had one i should have got one
1: i don't i don't i don't care enough to do all that that's that's way too much work you know and for me i don't do this i don't do that for the likes or the comments you know just love the game baseball you know love sports love you know chopping it up being social that kind of thing uh, if I did it for the follower account or anything like that, there'd be a totally different approach. You know what I mean? You have people that do that. that are like after likes and follows and clicks and all this stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. It seems kind of fake.
0: Just enjoy what you do. And if people enjoy what you got to say, then you'll get it. But that, like I'm saying, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make you more special than anyone else, you know? But anyway, let's go to number two. This is about me a little bit, but it's about everybody. If you recall, last year I had tickets to Game 7. I don't know if I mentioned this to you. We lose in Game 6, 4-2. to two. Fair or foul? Two years in a row, I will get a Game 7 refund.
1: Fair, you're getting a Game 7 <laughs> refund. And you know what? I know that hurts because you want to be in the building when it goes down but if it's me it's the best money I ever get back because that means that they got the job done a day earlier. Greats yeah, happening deal. a day earlier.
0: Yeah, it's not a big deal. I'm fine with it. It it's just so awesome that we go into Philly and beat them. That first game they just put it on us. And they what what they score? 7? One run in the next two games? Oh yeah. We shut them out, what, some five to zero or something like that? And
1: well, two. Today was three to two. So they scored two runs.
0: Oh, two. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. The real Astros showed up, but they, those guys were jacked. They were pumped and everything. And I I thought, oh, this is, this might be rough. And we spoke about it here. And if you guys listen, my boy Tom was like, you, I'd like to look about the people that were, were panicking. There's a lot of them. Oh no, we're gonna lose. We suck. We're out of here. We're not gonna. There's do a nothing. lot of them. And uh anyway, yeah. All right, so that's it. What do you got?
1: Fair foul. Chaz McCormick is the opening day center fielder for your Houston Astros in 2023. Fair. You don't think there's any way that that they come for him? After that catch? Come for him? Well, so. I mean you could go out and and get a free agent you know there's there's Jake Myers there's all different ways you can look at it right
0: is there any free agent to get?
1: oh that I don't know, but See, but I don't I mean, either
0: that's why it's hard for me to answer,
1: but I would think like after a postseason like this I mean he's had a hit in like I think every game
0: it's I think so
1: so and then you make a play like that, I kind of feel like that's his job, but I don't know that's why I'm asking the question.
0: Jazzy Fizz is the Astros Rocky. I'll never forget it. (laughs) From Philly. All I can, huh? From Philly. Yeah. All I can think about is when they were in New York, and I said he got sent to Sugar Land. You're like, well, wait a minute. He's still there. And then I guess somebody got hurt and he never left. But that's all I can think about is that they pretty much said, you're not the guy for us. You're not the one we want. Go back to Sugar Land and he's a star. He's a star in the World Series for the Astros. Playing amazing. And and that catch. That that I mean he said it was the best catch he ever had. I mean, he was a foot away from being a home run. I mean, he was high off the ground. That was an amazing catch. Mancini's play was amazing. It was an amazing, stressful, fun game and I loved it.
1: And and the crazy thing was like Chaz went from almost making the most boneheaded play to probably the greatest play because what was it? The eighth inning, I believe, or the seventh inning. There was a, there was a, a routine fly ball into into right center and it just was in the middle. And it's normally the center fielder's job to call it, not call it, whatever. Tuck's just kind of looking at him like, Hey, you're going to take it. You're going to take it. You're going to take it. And the last second tuck dives out makes the catch. And it was just like, Chaz, that's for- on you, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. When I said – that's one thing I started thinking about next year after that play. I was like, does this guy know how to play center field? I mean, why is he not calling this guy off? But uh, Tucker is just – it looked like he gave up on the play and then he just reached out there and grabbed it. So that was that was big. There was a lot of big plays, and there's always going to be in a 3-2 to two victory. Oh, yeah. So anyway, that's it. I don't have anything else to add. Do you have any final thoughts?
1: Um, where are you going to be watching this game at on Saturday? Huh? Right there, at work.
0: I don't work Saturday.
1: Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. I'm sorry.
0: Oh no, no. I so
1: fair I, or foul. Will Rob Fontenot be at the parade downtown?
0: I, it depends on when it is.
1: I imagine it'll probably be during the week. I yeah, imagine it'll be. Then the no,
0: week. I have no time off left. <laughs> so what I'm doing is I had tickets the last Saturday. So I took one hour off on Friday. Well, what actually you have to take half a day, but then they can't, they, they didn't make us work Saturday because we're behind of course, but we they didn't make us work Saturday because the rumor was we're going to work. And I was like, I can't work. I got world series tickets. So I take half a day and we don't have to work. So I use an hour and I'm running out of time. So I'm using it as least as I can. And next Saturday, I have 45 minutes off. <laughs> wow. So, it's, but, but we work late sometimes, and it's going to be nice. I'm, Friday, I'm going to get off at 2. I don't even know what, 40, 15 miles, 45 minutes, 2.30. Beginning off at 2.30, relaxing like I said I wanted to. It's going to be awesome. And Saturday, watch Framer Valdez in those blue uniforms.
1: Well, Tom will be at, at where, wherever this, this parade is. I was, I was out of town for, for 2017. My boss has tickets to game six, uber jealous. Uh, but he already knows I've told him, I said, you can just go ahead and count me a little under the weather that day.
0: (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Well, I think we're going to win, dude. I I don't think there's going to be a game seven, as we both said. And, uh, to you guys out there listening, thank you so much. I know all the Astros podcasts are doing great during the playoffs, but you, you wouldn't have made, you wouldn't believe the growth that we're doing here on the podcast. I know it's because of this guy right here. <laughs> I, I picked the perfect partner. You're a great partner, Tom. I appreciate you coming on and being with me this season, and I look forward to next year, and I look forward to winning Saturday
1: absolutely i appreciate you appreciate you having me this has been a blast i'm i'm not trying to go nowhere uh i love doing this it's a lot of fun and for life me and tom (laughs) for life
0: all right guys for tom what well who's who called us some nicknames who was that i don't know i think it might have been on facebook i think it was steve probably now I, got, I, I don't want to look it up, but it was pretty funny. Steve, thanks for your funny nicknames. I think it was on Facebook. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. We're off tomorrow, so me and Tom will take the day off. And we will see you Saturday as we celebrate our World Series Championship. See you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.